Today it's all about money, cause we know it's important, but when should our kids learn about it? Today we have finance guru Michael Reyes from Money Tree Asia. You said the right age to teach a child about the value of money is around age six. So how do we teach them the value of money at that age? Everything that you buy, money came from somewhere. Most kids are fascinated by the fact that my dad just dropped a card over the counter and I walked out with a toy. Mm. So when I grew up, I want 10 of those cards. <laughs> right. <laughs> or better still, I, I saw my mom stick a card into this machine on the wall, press some numbers and money came out. So when we don't talk to kids about it, it's very easy for kids to disregard the fact that all money came from somebody's hard work, right? So how can parents do that like at home? How can they start teaching them the value of money? Okay, they could start with something really simple like this. You see, every time you pay for a kid's toy or a meal or whatever it is and you pay with a card, what most parents do is you pay for that credit card bill in silence. In other words, you go online and you pay for it or you do something, you pay for it. But the kid never sees that act of you paying for it. So it's very easy to believe that that credit card is magical. So after a while, without realizing it, kids actually lose the value of money. So the first conversations that have to happen is when you buy something for a kid, you've got to show them that it's going to be reflected in a bill. And I'm going to have to pay for this. Otherwise, you know, somebody's going to come after me. That's the, that's the first thing I think you could start with. And because kids are really smart, right? If you're giving your child 20 ringgit a week for pocket money, let's just say that's the figure, right? See, the kid already knows what he or she can or cannot buy, Right? Now, I showed the child a bill that we ate at a restaurant for 120 ringgit. That kid is going to think, man, in six weeks of my pocket money, only could I have afforded this meal, right? But when you don't do this exercise, to the kid, it's just a meal. It didn't hurt my parents, didn't hurt me, that's okay. So they don't see that there is a value to what they just ate or, you know, what was paid for. As simple as it. You are a parent yourself. Mm -hmm. How did you start teaching your kids about the value of money? One of the things that we teach parents to do is, instead of trying to teach your child, you give your child the opportunity to learn. Allowing you to learn is putting the opportunities for you to discover yourself right before your eyes. So, instead of telling JD, who, who let's say is my son, here's 20 bucks pocket money, don't buy this, don't buy that, don't do this. I allow you the opportunity within safe limits of, of the home to spend all of that by tomorrow. Hmm. And then I tell you what you're going to do for the next four days. And now you would have to experientially learn and figure this out. Said, but aren't you going to give me more because i got nothing to eat? Well, you should have figured this out when you blew the 20 bucks today, right? So for, for example, I give my daughter <clears throat> uh, an allowance mm-hmm. to bring to school. For example, 20 ringgit. Okay. And she has to pull that 20 ringgit for the five days, mm-hmm. one, one, work, uh, one week. Mm-hmm. But she blow it in the first three days. I don't give her extra in the next two days. No, you don't. So I let them starve? <laughs> there are more interesting lessons to this. Because then you would teach them several things. One, you're going to teach them the art of negotiation. <laughs> All right. Because immediately they're going to negotiate with you. Mm. Right? Then they start figuring out, this is not easy, right? Because this is really not easy. If I didn't spend all my money... I don't have to go and tell mom, practically plead with mom to give me more. Mm. And they've got to see that process, right? The other thing is, they could do something really negative, like borrow from a friend, then come to tell you, which opens up another conversation. So that's what you really want to do. See, if we, if we block kids from all these things, how would they really learn about this? It's like this, right? When your daughter is growing, when you first gave birth to her and then she started to walk, 
She's not going to walk on the first try. She's going to fall. But do you speak to your husband and say, you know, the poor girl's falling all the time. Maybe we should never let her walk for life. You don't do this. Kids, especially in this part of the world, um, they don't really do that much chores, as far as I'm concerned, uh, to earn money mm-hmm. like Westerners do, right? So how else can we teach the kids that they have to earn their money? It comes from the background, right? I mean, if you've got two mates running around, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just not going to work. Because the first thing they're going to learn about is, Let's see how we can cut the deal with the meat, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, but it's negotiation. Yeah. So I think what's more interesting is to try to, to hone in them this, this ability to think further. How can I earn more money? See, if you said, wash the car and I pay you, what we accidentally could be doing is telling the kid, this is the scope to which you think about when you want to earn extra money. You do this physical stuff or you do this chore and then I give you. Mm. But if you had an open dialogue, right? Like a friend of mine whose kid said, he just noticed the mother selling newspapers to this, this guy who comes around and collect newspapers, right? So the kid asked the, the dad, who's, who's a friend of ours, if I ask all the uncles and aunties, you know, as in relatives for newspapers, could I be making this money? He said, yeah. And the boy went to ask, Right? Now, you, you and I know it's not big money. The kid's not going to become the next Bill Gates, right? But the fact is that this kid is really thinking out of the box. Hey, if I actually gathered more of this stuff, I'm the one who's like, you know, the central hub for this, I make more money. And that's what you really want to do. You want to expand, you know, the creativity and do this. So in, in the setting at home, you just have dialogues to open up creativity. One of the key things that we notice in the Asian family setting is our dialogue could be very restrictive, mm. right? Don't do whatever. You shouldn't be doing whatever. So when you keep having this kind of dialogue, you actually restrict the kid's ability to think further or beyond the box. So if you actually allow them to say whatever they want, and the point is, as long as the kid keeps trying, they're going to arrive at something that's workable, that's viable, right? Make them industrious, make them entrepreneurial in, in mm-hmm. some sense, right? Should we be telling our children how much they have in savings? I think it differs from case to case because of maturity level. The correct timing isn't by date or by age. It's really by mileage as in mental mileage, right? If I told a child at, at eight years old or nine years old, you got five million bucks. The kid only knows one thing. I'm rich. Besides that is that <laughs> I don't have to do anything else in my life. I already have the money. I have it. I reached the end goal, right? So everybody who tells me to study art, for what? So you can get a good job. For and what? For what? <laughs> right? So that, that happens. But if you tell a child, say the child is matured by the age of 17, 18, okay, look, sit down with me because we're going to plan what you're going to do with the future. We put aside this money for you and this seems a lot today. It's going gonna, it's gonna to go down in value with inflation, etc. Tell me what are your plans? And if the, the, the boy or the girl has already reached a certain level of maturity, they would not be overly excited as they also would feel there's a certain responsibility to this. I want to map this out so I don't lose it. Somebody else has worked really hard for me for this. That's what's going to happen. But you, if, if you don't gauge that correctly, then it's pretty dangerous. But is there a proper age for you to, to drill this in them? Like, will it be too late? Let's say now that uh, the child has graduated in university and is in the working world but still 
do not know how to manage their money. <laughs> is that too late? Is that too late to teach okay. them about money management? This is a personal belief, right? It's never too late to talk to anybody about anything. If you have a kid like age eight, nine, you might as well start planting the seeds now. But if you're if you're listening out there and your kid is like, well, it's no longer a kid. If it's twenty, then you would do it a bit differently. Now this this person has got a mind of his or her own, right? So what you want to do is you want to say, okay, let's ask questions instead of making statements or giving instructions. What kind of questions? Questions that probe, questions that allow the child to answer and subconsciously is going to play on the child and say, actually, maybe that's not such a great idea. Mm. Now uh, you coach main, many children on saving and budgeting and even investing. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about like the forex and the and the stock market and all that. Can children actually learn to invest at a young age? And how do we as parents help them do that? Okay, the main thing is you don't want them to be intimidated by this. See, if you took a child into a bookstore, for example, and on that bookshelf, it says there options. You want the kid to be thinking, I know what this is about. This is in the finance section of the bookstore. I know what options are. So you, you want kids to be not intimidated, but Pick up that book because they know the fundamentals. The problem with most people investing is they don't have fundamentals. Loads of people are buying stocks without knowing what the company does, never having seen the financial statements of those companies. You buy it, why? Because my friend said it's good. You buy it, why? Because auntie called me up and said this stock is going up. Like, <laughs> what? So you don't, you don't want your kids to grow up this way. That if they made an investment decision, they're doing it consciously, knowing what this decision entails. I don't think you could, you could have a hard and fast rule about invest only in this kind of stocks or invest only in this kind of instruments. Don't do it at this time. There's just too many rules and, and the market is so dynamic, it changes all the time. So you don't want to teach people exactly the methods. You just want to give them the tools and they, they work around those tools. Yeah, but the thing is, it's even hard to teach adults about investing, let alone for kids. At what age should you start teaching kids about investments? The reason why it's hard to teach adults is because you come in with preconceived ideas. A kid doesn't have that. I tell you something and you say, no, Michael, you see, look, this is what my dad told me. This is what my friend mm-hmm. told me, right? Mm-hmm. So you make it hard. A kid is saying to me, really? Oh, okay, that's cool. And goes from there. So the first challenge for adults is we think we know. Whereas the kid is coming from, I don't know, tell me so that I would know. The second thing is with kids, because they're curious and you tell them new stuff, they just pick up really quickly on this. Do you have a final word of advice to all parents out there looking at raising financially savvy children? I think participation, uh, full participation in, in raising your kid is needed. I know it's easier to be said than done. You see, if you actually spoke to your kid a lot more and you feel the pulse of where the child is heading to, it's easy to fix something you know is broken than to try and fix something you don't know is broken, right? So all the habits that a child picks up or, or develops, comes from us. If we are spending money like there's no tomorrow and then we're telling the child in the same breath, okay, listen, you got to save your money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The kid's saying, really, where's that coming from, mom? Right? So that, that's number one. Number two is, is just the fact that depending on the age of the kid, as they, as they grow older, the method of talking to the kids have to change. Right? You, you start giving them less instructions, you start asking more questions. It's questions to allow the kid to expand their thoughts. Rather than saying, did you do this? Uh, You could ask, so you did this. Any reason for this? And let the child explain themselves, right? Maybe you can share with us a success story that you have coached this child through at first from not knowing anything 
to now being a financially savvy young adult. This this one sticks with me because the dad spoke to me. Okay, so there's this guy who he's now uh 20 years old. When he was 14, he joined the money tree class, and and at that age they get exposed very quickly to the stock market and stuff, right? Because we have a, our own play stock market in class. So this boy decides that he wanted to really see if he could spot stocks. What this child then did was he told his dad, "For three months, I've been studying this stock. Can you buy this stock for me?" About a year plus later, the stock went up. The boy was elated, like he felt like you know, was like Warren Buffett or something. And then the dad came to tell me. The dad said, "You know, it's really interesting because I I work in the finance sector. Every meal time, I try to talk to my kids about investing money, whatever, and." My kids just shut shut off. Then this boy comes to me and says he wants to buy a stock. Says he studied for for months, and he's following it in the newspapers. You know, every other day, like it's going to fly. I've always thought and felt that I would be qualified to teach my kid, right? But it's interesting, you know. We just sent him to a class, and he did. This kid eventually took up finance. I think he's going to do really good because from that age, he never stopped picking it up. Not every kid would go in the finance sector, but at least you have to be financially savvy enough to. Keep as much and protect as much as you want, and that's just it. And that's never too early an age to start, right? Never. Mike, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you, guys.